The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Robert and I'm your host. It's Monday, December 6th, and we have a killer Monday night football game. Maybe we won't be a bunch of points, but it has uh, high stakes. The Patriots head to Buffalo, a border town, as, as everyone knows. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. Also, Buffalo, if you didn't know, seven hours away from Boston, Massachusetts, where Tyler Sullivan lives. Sully, what's up, buddy? What's going on, Will? I was going to uh, start with giving you like a southern accent or a try, do my own Brian <laughs> Kelly, but uh, I, I'm not sure if that was really family. <laughs> Actually, he's, you should try he's to do literally it. born. He was, he was born in Everett, Massachusetts, oh grew God. up in Chelsea, Massachusetts. When I tell you that was a town over from where I am from, and you obviously know the accent that I have, it, yeah. it, it's not a southern one. So, he, so he's like basically spent his entire life working the Boston accent out. Yes. And now, for those that don't know, Brian Kelly, hired by LSU, away from Notre Dame, goes down for his first introductory. He's introduced at the basketball game, and he goes out there at half court, and he's like, when we got here, my family, and and he's like, like, and I have not even won all my football games yet. It's like, what are you doing? What is happening? He's like, any Southerner would say ain't one. It's like the whole thing was is very – I want to know if he's still talking to his family, his family in that accent, Sully. Like – is it is it is this permanent? Was it just a one time sort of thing? You know, like my like we go like if my dad goes to a Spanish restaurant or a you know Mexican restaurant or whatever it is, he'll he'll like slide into this like <laughs> trying to be f- familiar, you know, like he'll 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 slide into the accent. Um, is that what Brian Kelly was doing, or is this going to be full time? Like, is he, has he been speaking to his family in this accent for the entire weekend? That's what I need to know. Like, it, I don't know, like, if his, uh, if he has any kids or his wife or just like, what are you doing? Like, what, what, <laughs> what, what, what is this? Do you run it by anybody? Or are you like, hey, look, I think I want to do this, like, southern accent thing. And she's like, oh, cool. Yeah, go for it. Or, or is she like, hold on a second, Brian, professional adult I've been married to for 30 years. Why don't you run that accent by me first? And, and if he, and if she did say that, did he then run it by her? And she was like, oh, that's fantastic. That is a killer Southern accent. You should definitely do that in the middle of an LSU basketball game. The whole thing. The best. I need more. I need, Everett, I need- Everett and Chelsea's own uh, from the South. It's it's just yeah. Brian Kelly for us. Uh, anywho, <laughs> I, I am I can do a whole podcast. I'm actually disappointed that the Cover 3 guys didn't do an emergency independent podcast solely on Brian Kelly's accent. It's a great point. 
It really like if is. you if we if we were a college football podcast, we would have stopped everything and, and done a an emergency podcast on Brian Kelly's accent in a southern accent. Absolutely, uh, <laughs> like in a uh, okay. What's the 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 uh, the rooster from Lindy Tunes? Uh, a Falkhorn Leghorn. The Falkhorn Leghorn accent the whole time. It's like I say, I say, I say, sir. <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, anyway, this is this is ridiculous too. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, like, and comment. Tell us your uh, your favorite bet for the Bills and Patriots game, which will take place this evening. And I am not there on my. There we go. I was not there on my my rundown. The Bills are minus two and a half, maybe minus three. Depends on where you you know where you, where you're looking and what time you're listening. Um, yeah, we still have. Minus three at Caesars right now, plus 100. So even money, minus three. Pats, plus three, minus 120. Pats, plus 125 on the money line. Bills, minus 145 on the money line. And the total sitting at 41. The weather is kind of crucial here, Sully, because we, we were joking because we didn't, I don't think somehow neither of us, I didn't realize that Buffalo was literally on the border. I should have because I've flown, I've flown into Toronto and flown over Buffalo. But I didn't realize you like, I mean, you could potentially live in Buffalo and live on the border of America, which is kind of crazy. Pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. Um, looks like it's gonna be windy. Twenty-five gust all day, twenty-six to twenty-five mile an hour gu- or wind uh, throughout the day. It starts to tail off a little bit in the ten p.m. eleven p.m. range, but decent chance of. Actually, it doesn't look like it's not going to rain tonight. It's just going to be windy and about in the 50s. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, no. Yep. Yep. Going to be in the 30s. Yeah. It's going to dip down at night. Yeah. It's going to be cold as hell and windy in, uh, in, in Western New York. I mean, total is 41. It just sort of speaks for itself, right? Uh, yep. What do you think about this total? What do you think about the spread? Well, this total, I mean, it's really sunk. Obviously, the weather is a huge piece of that, right? Because it opened at like 46 and a half. This thing's taken a huge tumble. Obviously, when you talk about that weather, it's a huge standpoint. I think it's something that's going to be fascinating to see, obviously, in this game in itself. But from a Patriots standpoint, something I wrote about over the weekend, how's Mac Jones going to deal with this? Because this is a kid that's grown up in Jacksonville, Florida, played his college ball at Alabama, hasn't really faced these elements. He's just started to kind of deal with them here in new england it was a little bit cold uh, a few weeks ago when they were playing 10 or a week ago when they were playing tennessee it snowed a little bit in foxborough but it, from someone who's been around here it's not the cold it's, it's been it's going to get much much colder and for somebody like jones who's now in new england he's going to have to play in these elements so i do think it's going to be interesting to see how he kind of deals with that on a macro level but for this game I don't love the under here just because it's so low at 41. I would love to have got it on its way down somewhere, yeah. but I still am leaning under just because the weather's there. You have a deep, both defenses are number one and number two, respectively, in DVOA coming in to week 13. So, I mean, you're talking about great defenses, both, you know, at least from a New England standpoint, love to run the football and weather's a factor. That's a recipe for the under. Yeah. It's, um, I, I can't, you can't take the, it's for me, it's you can't take the over. Yeah. I mean, you can, anybody can, if you yeah. like the over, by all means, help yourself. Uh, I have no interest in it. We've seen these late, I mean, we're, it's December, it's Western New York. It's on a gigantic lake. We have seen this situation play out plenty. And you have a team in the Patriots that is extremely run heavy. That is extremely, not, not, not extremely conservative. They're just going to be, they, they have no issues eating up the clock. 
And Buffalo is not a great run team at all. However, I don't think that they will want to get super like hyper aggressive with Josh Allen and try to you know light up the Patriots defense because the Patriots defense is good again. I also believe that the Bills. I, I well, first of all, I wanted this out. I love the Patriots in this game. I think the Patriots win the game outright. I, I and I don't care if that's the public chalky side, whatever. I've been thinking the Pats would win this game for three weeks. I think the Bills embarrassed. Bill Belichick got embarrassed last year on Monday Night Football in Week 16 by the Bills in his home stadium on national television with Tom Brady gone and like but making the playoffs and Belichick going to a losing season. Everybody wondering if you know Tom Brady was his bag of magic beans and the Bills sent a message that this is our division now. You're out. Hope you enjoyed your 20 year run. It's over. This is ours. And Belichick has a chance to rip that back and say, no, 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 my friends. And I think, I think he takes it tonight. I, I agree with you. The Mac Jones thing with the weather is concerning. Um, Josh Allen was asked about weather and said, like, this is kind of why they drafted me because I played at Wyoming. I mean, not that Wyoming really has, you know, Western New York weather, but he's like, I'm used to playing in the elements. This is my sort of thing. I think he'll be comfortable in the elements. I also believe that Belichick will throw a bunch of junk at him defensively. And in order to combat that, I think the Bills' offensive game plan may be a little more conservative, especially given the weather, given the conditions, et cetera. Yeah, no, I think it's a good point. And when I say I'm concerned about Mac Jones, it's it's just because we haven't seen it from It's just him. lack of experience. I mean, you know, because quarterbacks have been able to do this. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is from California, played at Cal, and he's playing in Green Bay, and he's an MVP. And so Mac looked good you know. in, in nasty weather in New England against, yeah. the, against the Buccaneers earlier this year. But, yeah, I mean, this so, is a different beast. Right, and it's just something that we haven't seen from him yet, so it's something to, to take note of. I like the Patriots in this game, too. I, I like it at three. I'll take it at two and a half. Like you said, the money line's probably a great move here as well. I, I, I bet the money line in three last night um, yeah. before the uh, – before the, before the, I, mean, I didn't want to wake up and have it be like two and a half and I had to buy the point right, or whatever. Right, exactly. Um, so yeah. well, uh, real quick, though, with that game last year, another little kind of piece that we need to pay attention to is J.C. Jackson versus uh, Stefan Diggs. Last year – Diggs torched this secondary for 140-something yards and three touchdowns. It was a monster game from Diggs, and a lot of that, both of the uh, two touchdowns and a chunk of those yards were against J.C. Jackson. So this is another one where J.C. Jackson, going to be a free agent at the end of this, end of this season, he's going to want that big contract. This is an opportunity to kind of right that wrong from a year ago and show mm. that he's a shutdown corner here. That's a matchup worth watching tonight. What's his, uh, what's his Twitter handle? Mr. INT or something Mr. like that? Mr. INT, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like he's he's been he's playing awesome, and you're right. Yeah. If yeah, I, again, I I like revenge game narratives. Not that this is a the J.C. Jackson revenge angle is we got smoked by Steph Diggs last year. Oh, let's try and lock him down. Although that may not work here because Belichick. That's not really how Belichick approaches things. He's more likely to put two guys on Diggs and ask the Bills to beat him with the run game or Cole Beasley or Dawson Knox. Like he he would love that if. They try to run the offense through Cole Beasley, which, frankly, they've they've done. Brian Dable's done uh, to his detriment several times uh, this year already. And I do wonder too. You bring up Brian Dable, you know, former uh, former uh, Alabama guy, knows Mac Jones a little bit. I do wonder if there's something there from a defensive standpoint that could they the Bills can kind of point out there as well. The one thing I did want to highlight because something's got to give here between these two teams. The Patriots have been unbelievable in the second half over the last month they've outscored their opponents over the final two quarters 63 to nothing it is just been, they have been slamming the door shut on these opponents when they get into that second half but the bills this season they are the number two team in the nfl in points in 
points points scored in the second half. It's around like 15 points per game. So they both do things particularly well in the second quarter. It's just something's got to give there. So be careful with a you know backdoor cover and things like that when you start to you know mention that. I'll be curious to see how this turtle operates um, on the live line too because mm-hmm. I think there's a decent like. <laughs> I, 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 41 is too, like I said, I, I wouldn't bet the over here. It's not many points at all. You know, you can get a 41 easy, but then you, you, know, you look at the Chiefs Broncos game on Sunday night, and it's like, I mean, you know, those are two, one, maybe two good defenses. I don't know, but at least one really good offense in theory. And, you know, you get, you, you get a lot of points. You know, you get, it's, you can, this game could go under 25 points. Yeah. I, I would need to see, I guess what I'm trying, what my point is, I'm trying to suggest that, Maybe wait and see what happens live, but be cautious because the total could sink if if they get out there and they're and they're running clock, running the football. The wind is a, a problem. This total could you know sometimes they adjust the live lines where it sinks down to like thirty two and a half. At which point you obviously don't want to take that either way. So I, I'm sort of with you, slightly into the under. If I wish you know, I wish I was. I wish there was a better better. Right, right. I mean, like I would have bet it like a Wednesday, but you know I don't bet Monday night football till Monday night, so I don't like I don't know it. You know, well you can so see that scenario where it's like you know okay you're gonna wait till the things the thing starts and then all of a sudden you get the camera shots and the goalpost starts swaying and they start running the football a little bit more and you're like oh my god this thing is sunk beyond repair and right you can't even touch it and you can't exactly so yeah slight lean um to the under as well by the way uh, let's take a quick look before we get out of here Cowboys Saints um. Click on that, uh, Chris. I just want to see. Do we? I can't remember if we did well or not. But uh, probably not. But who knows? Probably not. Um, just want to play Ross. Oh, uh, yeah. We got there with Taysom with Schultz and Callaway under. Taysom Hill. Taysom. Did Taysom score? I don't think so. He no, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he, he, didn't. didn't. he had twenty six fantasy points, but he didn't score. Uh, yeah, he did yeah, right. Zeke, anyway. I think I had two. I think I remember Zeke having two <laughs> yeah, receptions. Yeah. Where I'm like, yeah. okay. I think Dak went under. I think Dak, I if think you're watching Dak on YouTube, under. by the way, we're, we're recapping Thursday night's uh, uh, Thursday yeah, I'm night. not sure. Gal got a touchdown, but I don't remember what he did beyond that. He might have gone. He might have gone under that total 40, 46 and a half. I don't think he had. I think he might have went under there. Yeah. Um, all right. Anyway, back to Pats and Bills. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why I sidetracked on the um, the. Uh, the it, it, I don't know why I sidetracked. Anyway, let's uh, take a quick break. When we come back, we'll do some player props. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So for the player props, this is again, it's it's this is a tricky one for us, Sully, because we both agree 
that this should see this is exactly right. This is <laughs> four overs. <laughs> but I, I I was looking at it, I was like, man, I like I, everything screams take unders here. But I almost think um and we'll do DFS. There'll be a separate uh, YouTube video for DFS. But in, in these spots where, like, everyone everyone is going to be playing the defenses, you know, and everyone is, everyone is thinking, oh, you know, th- this is an under city. You know, we got to take – everything's going to go under. Nobody will be able to pass in this weather. Well, Mac Jones and Josh Allen can throw and, and win. They can throw exactly. – I mean, they're not going to be the, hitting tons of deep balls. It's not going to be a shootout. But – and I'm, I'm prefacing our player props because we have eight overs here in this in this total of 41. <laughs> but but all of them, you did the sort of same thing I did, and I like that you have Josh Allen over rushing yards. Is the idea is we picked they're, they're low numbers. You know, we're not we're not trying to clear uh, Steph Diggs over 89 and a half receiving yards. Like I don't I, I don't want anything to do with big numbers. I do, however, want um, to to bet on short passes. And uh, and and quick hitting options like a for instance Dawson Knox over twenty nine and a half receiving yards at plus money. You and I both have that prop. I love Dawson. Dawson Knox has been awesome this year. He's not the number one weapon, so Belichick's not going to focus on him. I think uh, you know I forgot to do the uh, injury report portion of the program. Um, is Kyle Duggar going to play in this game? He's not right. It doesn't look like it. He, they still have until I believe four p.m. to activate him. But I don't, it doesn't, I don't, I'm not sure if he's going to play. But how about this? If he doesn't, if he, if, even if he plays, he missed an entire week of practice to prepare for this. So it is, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's, he won't be 100% going into this. So to me, again, I think we're on, we're, we're like minded with it with, with Dawson Knox. Kyle Duggar will be the one to have that Patrick Chung type of coverage against him. He would be the one that is best suited to blanket tight ends. He's been doing it this season. And so you're telling him now that he's, you know, a guy like Dawson Knox, he's not going to have the number one cover guy, whatever you want to call a corner safety, kind of that defensive back against him that the Patriots are deploying. And he's gone over this number, I believe six times already this season. He is that kind of go-to weapon that in the red zone specifically for Josh Allen. I, I love that over there. You're basically just telling him to get 30. And that, that's very doable for somebody who might not even have Kyle Duggar against them. I'm trying to is um is Duggar on he's not on IR, is he? He's on the COVID list, so it's it's protocol. Oh, yeah, so. he's not on the injury report. I was like, yeah. did he get cleared? I missed yeah. that. Um, he, needs, yeah, way, he needs to get activated. Christian Barmore, limited practice Thursday, Friday, and Saturday is questionable for this game. Uh, Nick Falk, limited practice throughout questionable. Belichick is so, 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 like, there's like seven dudes, and they all were limited Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then they're all questionable. It's like he's sort of just checking off by. He's like, yeah, these, guys, yeah, these guys might play. These guys are probably playing, but I, I'm going to screw with Sean McDermott a little bit. Um, Barmore would be a big deal if he missed the game. So would David Andrews, right? Yeah, that'd be a huge, huge loss. Oh, David Andrews would be massive, especially when, you know, he is the the straw that stirs the drink in that offensive line, especially in the running game. So you're talking about a key piece there. Both, really. It impacts the run on both sides. If Barmore's exactly. out, that really opens some things up for the Buffalo Bills, a, a Patriots defense that already has struggled against the run. I mean, we saw it last week against Tennessee when you had Dante Foreman and, and, uh, and Hillard, Hillard just going off for 100 yards apiece in that game in Foxborough. So again, that's why I like Josh Allen here, you know, in terms of the rushing yards, 35 and a half for me, he is their best running back, whether it's in the red zone or what have you, 
He is the guy that can find success, have some, some design runs, some scrambles. There's a bunch of ways that he can get to this over in, in a game where they might not be able to move the ball as effectively down the field through the passing game. One way that he can kind of make up for that is doing it on the ground. I, I love, yeah, I love this prop. I almost took it as well. I think that he gets, I mean, you know, it, it, it it's a good, it's a high number 35 and a half. It's a big number for a quarterback rushing, but to your point, there are multiple outs to get there. Yeah. One is the Bills coming to the game preparing, like planning to utilize Josh Allen in the ground game as they've done in primetime spots and important games before this year where the opening drive is like all Josh Allen design runs. And if you're concerned, if I was if I was Brian Dable and I was concerned about Bill Belichick's defense and about the weather, I'm building in design runs for Josh Allen out of the gate. And I want him using his legs to sort of get comfortable. Like Allen's, Allen's just, you know, I mean, you hear this like cliche all the time, but Allen's one of those guys where he like, when he starts running, he, it, it gets him comfortable. And then that's, I mean, that's pretty normal, right? Like he, he yeah. sort of gets him in the flow of the game. He kind of likes to take, you know, likes that, that hit that first hit that he takes when, uh, when he's running the football and, you could, I mean, you could get this in the first quarter, honestly. If he rips off a long run, that dude can. I mean, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be shocking at all if Josh Allen uh, ended up having ten plus carries for fifty yards. Well, you say that it's, you know, it is a big number for quarterbacks, but you know, not really for Josh Allen. He's gone over this number seven out of his eleven games played this year, so it's, it's a huge number for a you know, a non-mobile quarterback. Yeah, it'd be an insane number for Mac Jones. Ridiculous. I think his yeah. is like five and a half or whatever it is. Yeah, so it's it'd like, be nine and a half. But yeah, exactly. You know, so it's just, you know, it's, it's different for, for different quarterbacks. But for Allen, again, it's just the way that this is setting up. And this is, uh, you know, it's obviously week 13. There's st- we're in an 18 game, 18 week schedule now. It's So it's, it's a little bit different. But this is a as much of a must win game for Buffalo as you this can really imagine. This is an enormous game. Because you're, you're you're they're talking about the playoffs, but this is a, I mean, they're pro- both probably going to the playoffs. Yep. Like this is a, this is a kitchen sink game for Buffalo. Because you're talking about, this is the first of two games. This is the first time these guys have played each other this season. Yes. They have another game in Foxborough in a couple of weeks here. You got to get this one at home. If you want any sort of realistic shot at winning the division, or at least right. having that control of your own destiny to win the division in, as we're looking at it right now, potentially be the number one seed in the conference. I mean, you're talking about not only division crown, but maybe a first round buy here as well. So if you can get this game at home, Buffalo, you really set yourself up nicely the rest of the way here. So like you're saying, it's a kitchen sink game. Josh Allen's going to be running around. They're going to be trying everything they, they can to really get this. You're, you're not leaving anything. You're not trying to hide anything off the film for this yeah. game. This is, yeah. a, this is put it all out there. I mean, and the other thing too, like the bills are, the bills are having a fine season, but not the season. I think that they thought they would have. Yep. I mean, there's, you lose this game, you're seven and five. And it, it not only is the division like, Oh, like, Oh man, like we're probably not going to win the division now. Also, you sort of have to sweat making the playoffs and somebody sort of has to sweat you getting over 10 and a half wins for his biggest bet of the offseason. So while I think the bats are going to win this game, uh, you know, I'm, I'm okay if the bills find a way to get it done. Um, I mean, look, seven and five, we, we talked about this on the recap pod last night. The Colts are seven and six. They're out of the playoffs right now. You know, Vegas, six and six, Cleveland, six and six, Denver, six and six, Pittsburgh, six, five and one. You fall to seven and five. If you're Buffalo with another game in new England, you're, you're, you're risking, you're, you're putting a lot at risk here that you might miss and the playoffs. Talk, which you're talking about Indianapolis. You're talking about Indianapolis. Indianapolis has that tiebreaker over them. So, I mean, that's a exactly. huge piece to that as well. 
Yeah, and um, I, I do think the, I think the Bills have uh, Miami. I think have the Panthers. That are, oh, they have the Patriots and the Buccaneers left on the schedule after yes. like after this game tonight. They have the Patriots again, so they play the Pats tonight at home at Tampa Bay next week. So short week against Tom Brady on the road, not easy. Panthers at home. I mean, that's a free, and they have the Jets and the Falcons. So like, there's three more wins out there. This team should. The only reason I even suggest they might not win all those games is they lost the Jaguars nine to six. Um, but like this, this should be ten wins easy. They've got to find one against the Pats though. Yeah, if for my financial purposes. Anywho, um, other props we've got. You've got Mac Jones over nineteen and a half completions. Yeah, this one it, it's it seems like it's probably a high number for him, but he's gone over at eight to twelve this season. And for me, I see a scenario where the Bills. They have a good run defense. I mean, you know, they're not number one in DVOA like they are against the pass going into week 13, but they're number four. It's a top five unit against the run. And we've seen the Patriots, you know, obviously they lean towards the run. Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Harris, but they really weren't that great last week against Tennessee. It wasn't like this, like, you know, this Patriots are just running over. That was that was a much different game than what Jackson we've seen. Two 100 yard rushers, and the Patriots had, I think, nobody over 50 yards or something. Yeah, it was it was not great. So I, I'm a little concerned about them now getting a much stiffer competition, and it just coming off a really poor performance. And for Mac Jones, I do think, as much as we're talking about the weather being a factor. He really hasn't been the type of quarterback that's chucking it deep down the field. We've only recently started to see it a little bit with Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar, but it is more I'm doing these short, quick, death by a million paper cuts type of offense that we've seen from the Patriots. Tom Brady in early uh, 2000s, Tom Brady. Yeah, we've seen it a million times (laughs) over the last 20 years. So to me, he's going to drop back probably 24, 25 times in this game, and he's one of the more accurate quarterbacks that we've seen, you know, rookie quarterbacks that we've seen in quite some time. So to me, even if he drops back only, you know, 25, 24 times, he's he's completing enough passes. He has a higher enough completion percentage where he's probably going to be 20 of 24, 21 of 25 and get us over here. Yeah. And there are again, multiple outs to this. Now, if the Patriots just completely dominate the game and just run the ball down Buffalo's throat, it, it won't get there. Right. But it, I agree with you that there is a very high likelihood that Mac Jones is, is forced either because the Bills stack the box or because, um, the, the Bills have a lead that Mac Jones is forced into a situation where he needs to complete 20 plus passes. And they, they can be screens, swing passes, dang, right. I mean, like quick slants. You know, he's, I mean, we're not looking for, you know, 20 shots on the field. It's, but I think there's a good chance that it ends up happening. Uh, we, you, oh, and obviously, uh, Mac Jones, if you go over completions, you like the over on two and a half receptions for Kendrick Bourne, a very juicy two and a half. Yeah, this one makes it, it, I just think the number's too low. That's really what it is. It's not great value at minus 170. It's not right. like, you know, you're, it's not like uh, Dawson Knox where we're getting plus money or anything like that. But Bourne, he's gone over this number in six straight games. He's kind of becoming that go to guy. He is, quote unquote, one of the guys for Mac Jones. It, it's just, he has been that outlet for him in key situations, whether it's in the red zone or you're trying to make that clutch play down the field like we saw against Dallas earlier this season. He, This is a type of scenario where you're going to be in a hostile environment. The fans of Buffalo are going to be going crazy. The weather's going to be wild. Builders gonna, flying on the field. <laughs> you're going to be just under the elements, the fans, and everything. It's going to be the most hectic environment that Mac Jones has ever been in in his young career. 
And you're going to want to lean on the guys that you trust most. That's Hunter Henry. That's Kendrick Bourne is one of them. So when you're talking about two and a half, I'm, I'm hammering the over on that one. Yeah. And look, I mean, again, minus 170. So you're paying right. a lot of juice, right. but you just need three catches. Uh, over the last five games, um, he has really sort of developed into what, as you point out, Sully, one of those, you know, one of not, not the security blanket, but th there's, there's been a clear rapport that's been developed over the last month and a half, two months between Mac Jones and these receivers and Kendrick Bourne has stepped up. I think if you go and look at it, he might be the best value signing at wide receiver in terms of free agency, just because of you know, at the time it's like, what he gave what Kendrick Bourne, what? And Bourne has been good. He's been very good. Um, five catch, or excuse me, five targets per game. Four catches per game, fifty-four point six yards per game over the last five weeks. Like that, not not mind-bending numbers. Three touchdowns in that span too. Not mind-bending numbers or anything like that. But he's catching eighty percent of the passes thrown his way. So if he even gets four targets, you're probably going over this number. That's all. And, you need and I have them. noticed they've used him a little bit differently over the last. Yeah. They've kind of figured him out. It, it's, exactly. You know, it's, it's very similar to what the the Patriots do and what any team does when they try. They they get okay. We signed him to maybe be this deep threat along with Nelson Aguilar to stretch the field. But now that you're starting to see him a little bit over the middle of the field and, and getting the yards after the catch, it's it's not so much just being a burner. It's let's get him open in space and let him do the work after the catch. So it's it's been a little bit of an evolution with him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the other uh, I got two other receivers too, and again, I have the, oh I have three other receiving props actually. Excuse me, digs over receptions four and a half, also a juicy number. Uh, you know, oh boy, I, maybe I, I don't know if I love. I don't know. I don't know why I did that. Uh, I think I think he gets. I mean, I think he gets over this number kind of easily, right? He's yeah. over since week six against Tennessee, and obviously they buy in week seven. He has fifty-four targets, thirty-nine catches in those six games. That is nine targets, six and a half catches per game. Now, if for any reason um, there's this four D chess situation where. Belichick wants to take out Diggs, which is highly likely. And Brian Dable is like, oh, Belichick's definitely going to try and take out Diggs. Hey, Steph, you're going to do a bunch of like, uh, you know, you're going to be a, a a decoy and, you know, you're going to run this and this and this. And, you know, they're going to double you and we're going to go over here to these guys. Then maybe he didn't get over. I just think if the Bills want to move the – Stephon Diggs is going to get five catches is, is, is what my theory is going to be, even if he is double teamed or just completely blanketed, bracketed, whatever, you know, what, he's going to get to five, I think. Well, I mentioned it earlier. I mean, last last year, Monday Night Football, he torched the secondary, and it didn't matter if it was J.C. Jackson covering him or anybody else in that secondary, because they mixed and matched a little bit. He was succeeding no matter who was on him. And so it could, and you know, if they throw J.C. Jackson on him, if they just say, hey, listen, you know, you want to be the number one guy? Here you go. Stop their number one guy. Well, you never know. D Diggs just might have his number. This could just be one of those things where Diggs, he just he just Diggs owns just, him. He's just one of the five, like five or ten best receivers in football. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, that's what I said. And then the other two uh, overs I have: Nelson Aguilar over twenty-one and a half receiving yards, and Jacoby Myers over forty-one and a half receiving yards. It's I get. I don't think that this will be a shootout by any stretch of the imagination. I, I think it'll be a low-scoring game. But you can easily get over 21 and a half receiving yards. I think uh, Aguilar's number should be closer to 30 or 28, maybe. Um, and then Jacoby Myers should it should be four or five yards higher. And I'm sure it's it's you know plus money. So he's a volume guy. You know, he he is somebody that's going to see a ton of looks over the middle of the field. He's he's again one of those guys. And Aguilar, you can make a case that he gets that on one reception. 
I mean, he could li- sure. literally haul in one and, and you're over. And the other thing, too, is I, it, it wouldn't be crazy if the Pats came out and said, all right, you think we're going to run the ball a bunch? We're going to let Mac, like, like, come out and let Mac throw seven or eight times on the first drive. Because if the, if the Bills are stacking the box, thinking the Patriots will be running the football in nasty weather, like, Mac can, Mac can complete – these these quickies to Aguilar, Myers, and Bourne, no problem. Like I, we again, elements, crowd, all of that, certainly concerning for a young a rookie quarterback. But this is a guy who's played at the, on the biggest stage possible in in college and has played on big stages already in the pros. And I, it wouldn't shock me if the Patriots' plan was to say, "All right, they think they think we're going to come in here and just pound the football on the ground." We're going to do quick hitting play action stuff and like quick hitters play action, you know, mix it up with these, uh, the script in the first drive. And if you do that, go down and get a touchdown and they'll probably defer, but let's say you get a stop and then you go do that. If you're the Patriots, that crowd is silent and they're petrified Yeah, and you make Mac Jones comfortable and then you can run downhill. And, and so I wouldn't, that wouldn't surprise me if they came out slinging, not slinging, but like dinking and dunking early well i mean you know this is another kind of one of those big picture questions for the patriots i mean they're the number one seed in the afc currently going into this you're in as great position as anybody could be if you're talking about getting deep into the playoffs and potentially going to a super bowl but i think one of the things that we still have to figure out if they are actually to you know do that as quickly as they can mac jones has to win a couple of games here he can't just kind of you know Pass yeah, along. He can be along for the ride. He cannot. He cannot be a sidecar. He, he has to be someone who's pushing this team along. And when you get into these games, whether it's against a quarterback like Josh Allen, who can throw all around the field, again, different maybe tonight because of the weather. But if you go it later in the year, whether it's Patrick Mahomes or, or one of these high flying offenses, you're going to need this guy to kind of go toe to toe and really air it out. And you know, this could be one of those scenarios where you start to see, okay, you have a little bit more confidence that he might be able to do that. I am curious, um, just from a, from like, this is not, we'll get to first touchdown to a second and not to expand this podcast any longer, but I do think this, like this game fascinates me. So from a, you're, I mean, if people don't know, Sully's in Boston um, and yeah, Pat's banners behind you. Like, what is the, obviously everyone is in on Mac Jones, he, you know, current huge favorite, like minus 300 or something for offensive rookie of the year. Everyone agrees he's, he's. He is everything, sort of everything we expected him to be, like this high floor guy who is efficient, you know, doesn't make a ton of mistakes, has this, you know, mental processing ability, um, and and fits very well with the bell check in the Patriots way and all that. Um, on that sidecar thing though, do we feel like like where do you stand? Like has Mac has Mac won any games? I mean, or has it sort of been he's just a part of the machine that's won some games? I think we can say he hasn't lost games. I mean, okay. I don't, I don't, I don't yeah, think there's yeah. any. I don't think there's any. I don't think there's really any game that I can point to to say that was really on Mac Jones. I, I know that there was the game against New Orleans earlier in the year where he threw a few interceptions. One of them was a pick six, but a lot of that was, you know, I think the pick six was. Uh, I think it was either Hunter Henry or John or Smith. I, I, I yeah. forget which one it was, but it and, and by the way, out of the hands out of the Patriots at that point in time, like when they right. lost to the when they lost to the the Saints at home in a blowout fashion after the Saints had just lost to the Panthers in blowout. It's like, and I'll be honest with you, I don't really think he had a great game against Tennessee last week either. Yeah. Like, you know, he threw for 300 yards. You look at the stats, you're like, okay, that was a, you know, good performance by Mac Jones. They were, I think they were two and five in the red zone. He missed Hunter Henry on an easy walk-in touchdown. You know, there there were some things there where you say, okay, you know, he's, he's a rookie, he's learning. Again, it's nitpicking at this point because he's just, he's been so steady for this team. But I don't know if we've gotten to the point, like I said, where they, he's just straight up won the game for them. He's had moments where he's been able to bounce back off of, 
miscues, whether it was, you know, that game early in the year, he throws that pick six against Dallas, comes immediately next up and throws that, you know, 75-yard touchdown to Kendrick Bourne. We've seen him be resilient, but I don't know if we've seen him completely take over a game and win it. He just hasn't lost games for the Patriots yet. So I'm curious to see if we can elevate to that point. Okay, so here uh, here's a, uh, averages over nine games. 17.8 uh, completions, 27.1 attempts. Um, that is a completion percentage of 66%. 197 yards. What is it, yards per attempt? Uh, oh, 7.3 yards per attempt, 11 touchdowns. That seem about right? Yeah. That's actually Tom Brady from 2001. I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> I mean, oh, it, oh. It that's Brady. Wow. It's Brady with the final nine games of 2001. I was just looking at it. Like, the, they're doing what, and I wasn't trying to like pull one over on you. It's just, no, no, no. It's, it, it's a good it, point. It, it's the same. It's the same thing. They are doing what they did in 2001. Now, if Mac, who the hell knows what Mac Jones will become, but it worked in 2001 because Brady was efficient. He didn't make mistakes. He was clutch. And, and I guess that's the, that's the one thing that Mac maybe hasn't done because Brady would win game. It, it, he would in 2001, he wouldn't have these monster stats, but he would just, he, 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 he would didn't make that make, throw. He would make that, make, the, know, he make, would make that throw on third yeah. down or make that throw in the red zone. And, and uh, to, to, to win, propel them forward. And so you're right. Like, let's, this, I mean, talk about this is a big game for Josh Allen. It's a big game for Max Jones. Yeah. And I mean, listen, we're talking about a guy that was, like we've said, we haven't seen it in the NFL yet, but he's won national titles at Alabama. He's played in the SEC. He's played well in the SEC. So, like, he's got that enormous numbers in, in Alabama. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like he's, he's got that pedigree for sure. It's just, let's see what it takes to get to that next level here. Okay. Uh, we'll do uh, first touchdowns very quickly. This is an easy first touchdown situation for me. I bet him already. Um, it, it's it's bad weather. It's two uh, offenses that are con largely con now. Look, Steph Diggs could easily score the first touchdown. That wouldn't be shocking. Um, I had six guys, which is probably too many. You had three. Uh, Matt Breida, ten to one. That's a good one. But we both have uh, Josh Allen and Hunter Henry. Yep. I'm playing all the quarterbacks and all the tight ends, and then I'm throwing Nelson Aguilar in there as well. Sure. Sure, that makes sense. Aguilar, again, is one of those. I think he had the first touchdown on the Thursday game. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically that. that Falcons game is what is like. It's in your brain. Really. That Nelson Aguilar. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> so, uh, you know, it, make, it makes sense. I love Hunter Henry 17 to one. It's just, I think that it's great value for somebody who is a legitimate red zone threat. Hasn't, you know, been that guy. They should have had a touchdown last week, like I just mentioned against Tennessee. They just missed. It was a walk in touchdown for Hunter Henry. So to me, that's a great one that I like. Josh Allen makes total sense at 10 to 1. You know, I think that that's Josh great, Allen great at 10 value. to 1 is better is an like if you Must ever play. see Josh Allen in double digits for first touchdown score in a Bills game, that is a must bet. Yeah. He, big like, time. Big time. I, I understand bet. why Diggs is seven and a half to one, but like Devin Singletary, seven, they're not going to run the Devin Singletary by the goal line. They're going to run it with Josh Allen. Yeah. Or they're going to have the, Josh Allen roll out and throw it to Dawson Knox. Like, Dawson, he's, like their he's their best goal line back. Easily. Like, it, it, that is a mistake. We've seen these guys, we talked about this. They tighten up the numbers on those first touchdowns, but that's a mistake. Josh yeah. Allen should be the guy who's seven to one. Sing I mean, I, I hope Devin Singletary scores first because I'll beat Prisco and I'll stay undefeated. But, you know, more likely is that um, Josh Allen, they get down by the goal line and Josh Allen runs it in. There, You know, there is a certainly uh, – Stephon Diggs is 7.5 to 1. Damian Harris, 6.5 to 1. If either of those guys scored first, it, it, they're the favorites. It wouldn't be surprising. You know, yeah. the Pats like to use Damian Harris down by the goal line and the Bills are more than happy to let Steph Diggs get open against, you know, if they get man coverage, you know, single coverage down by the goal line, they'll go to him. But at double digits, 
I, I mean, give me all of the like Dawson Knox, sixteen to one. I can't believe I can't believe he's that high. Yeah, he's their go-to guy down by the red zone. We've seen yep. he always catches the first touchdown. It's Knox, Allen, Mac is what, what was Mac, thirty thirty to one. It has to be thirty to one or better for me to take him. Um, yeah, I was gonna say I don't think he has a rushing touchdown he, yet. Okay, but 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 at thirty to one, no, sure, absolutely. I, I want I want to be in on it just yeah. in case it's like oh there it is, uh, you know, right. like uh. I think I, I put it I put it in a picks chat with I have some, with some friends last night. I was like, I read Patrick as the first touchdown score. Um and they, they were like, Yeah, nice hit, bro. And I was like, No, 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 it's Tim Patrick, not Patrick Mahomes, unfortunately. So uh, like I don't I don't I I want these primetime games, the quarterbacks just run in for some reason. So I want Mac, Allen, and then like I said, there's three tight ends who I think could catch the first touchdown. Uh Janu, 21 to one. Is is deep. I don't think he'll be the guy, but that's deep enough where I'll take a stab. Yeah, value. yeah. and Hunter Henry 18, Knox at 16. I mean, no brainers for me. And, and for Janu, I, I do think it's interesting because we've seen a couple of times this season where they've made it a point to start these games to try to get him going. And then they, once it start once the game starts to kind of evolve, they they kind of fade off and get back into their game script. But Janu's been a piece that they've been trying to get going for a while. And so, especially on that opening drive where it, it could be a hey. Let's feature Jonu a little bit. Let's see if we can get him, you know, get, get him, you know, the wheels moving a little bit. It, it makes a ton of sense to try to see if we can get value there. Yeah. And I think, too, you know, we talk about how the Patriots like to operate. Belichick, you know, divides the season into quadrants. And we're in the portion of the program where Belichick is, they know what they are, they know what they do, but he wants to get all the, he wants to fine tune all the pieces. And Jonu is one of those guys where, like, you can easily picture Jonu Smith having some random ass, Eight catch, hundred twenty yard, th- two touchdown game against a, in the playoffs in New England, where he's or 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 John o. Smith has like ten rushes for fifty five yards and, and a rushing touchdown or something, just something you know where he's lined up as an H back and, and they just decide to do it randomly, something like that's that. exactly what I was going to say. Is that he can kind of get there a couple different ways because you could say he's he's in the receiving game or they just start deploying him as a ru- runner a little bit more. They've run him a, a decent amount of times here, whether it's been on sweeps or as an H back. They've, they've tried to get creative with him, so it wouldn't surprise me if maybe they have a couple of tricks up their sleeves in this big game, and he could be part of that. Yep, only one touchdown on the season, but five rushes so far. So yeah, wouldn't be wouldn't be shocking at all. And again, twenty plus twenty to one plus. Uh, Matt Breida, don't hate it at all. I think yeah. Singletary again. Singletary's mispriced. Like let let the books leave Singletary at seven to one. Breida's the goal line back for them more more than more than Singletary. I think. It's really funny. We're going to get obviously into DFS separately, but when I was looking at the DFS prices, Breida's more expensive than Singletary, and then when you look at the first touchdown odds, Singletary's more expensive than Breida. So somebody's somebody's going to be wrong there. So, right, 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 right. Somebody is incorrect, and I think it's the first touchdown. Yeah. All right, that's it for the props show. Uh, we will have a separate uh, DFS YouTube video up that you can go check out on the YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash/Pick Six. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Talk to you guys later. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.